HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Happy Halloween, and welcome to another episode of Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. Um, Today we have a milk-curdling episode of all of our scariest cheese stories for everybody. Sorry for the sorry for the cheesy joke there. Um, I'm your host Ann Saxelby. Uh, our show today has been sponsored by Kane Vineyard and Winery. Kane Vineyard and Winery supports Heritage Radio and the growing movement to change how Americans eat and how we think about our planet. Uh, the show is being produced by Jack Inslee, engineered by Nat Weiner, and my co-host today is Shauna Pacifico, who is the chef at Back Forty. Hello, thanks for coming on. No, Shana. thanks for having me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this uh, this week I sent out a call to all my favorite cheese people. First, uh, for scary cheese stories, and came up with surprisingly few, which actually really surprised me. I was thinking, you know, of all the cheesemakers out there, cheese sellers, you know, people have encountered some crazy stuff over the years, but ghosts in the cellar, ghosts in the cellar, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But maybe, you know, their cheese is just of such, you know, impeccable quality that nothing bad ever happens, which is actually, um, I guess that's good. good. That means they're good at their craft. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I thought Halloween, we've got to come up with some scary oh. cheese stories. And I was actually watching Jeopardy the other night. And um, I don't know, Alex Trebek <laughs> just kind of inspired me. I started coming up with all these categories of like, you know, scary cheese things that we could do on the radio. So I was thinking, okay, first of all, there's just scary cheese, types of scary cheese. So we can talk about that. Yeah. There are, uh, there's creepy crawlies. Uh, uh, mites they're called I think yeah and all sorts of other <clears throat> little organisms and things that um, that are in cheese um, uh, spooky I th- <laughs> oh yeah very spooky <laughs> those things you can't see or can sometimes even spookier um, I thought we could do uh, uh, you know FedEx slash airport mishaps because yeah. you know when you're traveling with cheese or trying to send cheese places that can oftentimes and lead people to some are scary uh, stories. looking at you strangely oh yeah yeah <laughs> Ugh, happens all the time um i thought we could do i effed up that cheese because i know that i have been in that situation with you actually once um so we can talk about that, that and interesting. um yeah <laughs> 
And hey, if you if any of our listeners out there have stories, um, scary cheese stories, scary dairy stories, give us a call at 718-497-2128. You can also um, follow us on Twitter at HRN updates. Um, if you like the show and you are hearing this in a podcast afterwards, submit your scary cheese story and we will put it up on the web. Or you can also email us scary cheese stories or questions at info at heritageradionetwork.com. Um, so where do we start? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should just start with our, our cheese adventure. Our cheese adventure? Okay, that's that sounds good. That's a, that's a good one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> our inadequacies at making cheese. <laughs> it was so it was so inadequate. <laughs> so this all came about because Shauna and I decided that we were gonna try to make some fissel, mm. which is a, a really delicious fresh cheese that's essentially just fresh curd in, in a mold with holes punched in it. Yeah, it's kind of like yogurty, like it but not yogurt. But it's more custardy, I guess. Yeah. I would say more custardy. Yeah. Um, and so we thought, hey, like this is a fresh cheese. We can totally do this. Oh, oh yeah, it seems so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My problem is and has always been that I just want things to happen like right now. <laughs> and especially with cheese, you can't really do that. You have to like actually plan ahead and, you know, allow for coagulation to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we 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 well, we kind of we did most things right. We like went and got good milk. <laughs> I think the the most important thing we didn't do right. We we just put a pinch of this and a pinch of that, <laughs> and um, that's. I mean, I'm a chef, and that's how I cook. Um, I'm not a pastry chef, and pastry is like very precise, and you can't just put a pinch of anything. Well, I remember reading the the recipe the day that I was coming to hang out with you to try to make cheese, and it's like the night before, and I was like, oh crap, we we're already like totally behind. We can never do this. We're never gonna make it. It's like making bread. You're supposed to culture your milk like you know twelve or eighteen hours before you actually yeah. make the facel. But I thought we could fast track it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you can't fast track cheese. <laughs> cheese needs time. <laughs> no. Well, so, well, but we ended up, we did end up getting something that resembled, you know, it curdled. It, it curdled quickly. Um, <laughs> very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> um, uh, because basically, Anne was just like, oh, wait, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Oh, uh, just a little bit more. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, all of a sudden, we had really nice looking curd. And so we're like, sweet, this is going to be like excellent facel. So we just and like. And it tasted really fresh. We had um, milk from Milk Thistle from Union Square Market. It, it tasted good then. It tasted really good. And so we thought, okay, well, now we just have to let it drain, you know, at, like the recipe says. And then, uh, you know, tomorrow, whatever, it'll be ready to serve. <laughs> and um, I wasn't there later that night, but Shauna can tell you what happened. Um, so I go downstairs to the basement <laughs> where the cheese is, you know. In its cellar. <laughs> in its cellar of a uh, New York City basement <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> Who knows what's flying around in the air down there. Uh-huh. Uh, not controlled in any way. That, but, I mean, let's face it. The cheese was doomed from the start. <laughs> I'm going to blame the environment. The basement probably helped in some way. <laughs> um, I I think I tried it that night, and then it was kind of a little funky, and I was like, oh, maybe it's getting a little sour. It's getting a little bit of that yogurty flavor, because before that, it just tasted like curdled milk. Mm-hmm. It didn't really have a cheese flavor. Um, and then I think I just kind of let it sit out overnight. And then I went back in in the morning <laughs> um, and I went in with gusto. Like I was like, I'm going to take a big bite of this wonderful cheese we made. And I think I ate baby vomit. <laughs> and I was just like literally spit it out over the counter. My prep guy was like, what is like laughing at me? Like I was just like, it, it smelled like 
baby vomit. <laughs> che- cheese gone wrong. That's yeah. Or also known as I effed up that cheese. <laughs> you heard we, it we here both first. Did it. Ryan Tate was there with us too. So yeah, he was there with us too. He, you know, I think we need to have a round two where we actually prep <laughs> properly and like, you know, do it Maybe overnight. like two days of, uh, yeah, of yeah, yeah. We it. can like sleep over, check on it <laughs> at night. <laughs> um, all right. So that was our personal scary cheese story. I have one more, um, and I will not name, uh, you know, where I was at the time when, when I did this, but, um, I made a batch of cheese once, a blue cheese that, um, you know, subsequently developed um, this crazy fluorescent fungus on it, something or fungus bacteria. I'm not sure. I think, uh, you know, after, um, some, a little bit of research and talking to some people in France, I think it's a form of pseudomonas, which is actually kind of common in cheese making. It's not good, but it, you know, it, is a common easily thing. happens. Yeah. And it turned these wheels of blue cheese literally like fluorescent yellow, like they've been colored on with a highlighter. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. Did it, does it alter the flavor or? It can lead to bitter flavors. Mm. And, and yeah, I think that did batch you, of cheese was kind of doomed too. Did you get in trouble for that? Or did they make fun of you? They kind of made fun of me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were nice about it. Is that when you decided to, that, to give up cheese making? Yeah, I was like, maybe I should have a shop. I'm better at talking about it than I am at making it. <laughs> Um, but so some other scary cheese, uh, cheeses that I have come across in the years. Um, well, first of all, I mean that breast milk cheese this year. (laughs) Mm, I can't wait to try it. That was scary. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, I I don't know who it was, but it was here in New York. Here in New York, a a chef, chef. his wife had a baby, right? Yeah. And he, supposedly, uh, apparently, or, or I don't know, maybe he was, you know, saw a pregnant woman down the street and followed her. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) And standing outside of like hospital delivery rooms. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) how do you feel about this experiment? (laughs) Um, but that sounds disgusting. Yeah. And so he made the breast milk cheese and not only, you know, I, I could understand, I guess if somebody was curious and they wanted to do that and just try it at home or whatever but he was serving it in his restaurant was he serving it in the restaurant is yes. that legal probably not i mean it's kind of you know sometimes you, you know being a chef i think about cannibalism <laughs> really yeah just well just it's sometimes comes <laughs> it is up halloween in, we can talk we about, can talk about it yeah well just kind of like you know especially working with like grass-fed meats and like pasture-raised animals at the restaurant like it's you know brought up in conversation of like what does human taste like because if we're basing what our meats taste like on what the animal eats you know then we all kind of go through the restaurant of who's going to be the tastiest and because of what they eat or who's you know the chubbiest (laughs) one and they're going to be tastier (laughs) who smokes too much is going to be like the gross one so like you know this is what we do when we're slow in the restaurant (laughs) yeah uh but like so you know milk is is based off of you know your diet uh, your diet of the you know the cows are grazing and um, you know, eating the grass, you know, so I can't imagine that breast milk from it is going to be good. Well, it, it's very funny, actually, because I was called by um, some news network. I can't remember who it was now, like ABC or NBC they're at their New York affiliate. And they wanted me to go on TV and taste this cheese as like a cheese expert. The and, breast milk cheese? Yeah. And I said, no way. And then I thought of my friend, um, a friend of mine who's a little bit more adventurous than I am and has a really, she's a good sport about all this stuff. And so I thought maybe she'll do it. And so I called her up and it's very funny because she said exactly that. She said, 
you know what? She's like, cheese is about terroir. She's like, I don't know what the terroir of that cheese is. She's like, <laughs> is it, you know, farmer's market greens and like, yeah, pastured chickens? Or is it like Charleston chews and like Arby's roast beef sandwiches? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the, the tons of chemicals that are in our are in our systems from just breathing the air here. Like, we can't taste good. Yeah. And the milk we produce probably doesn't taste good either. <laughs> oh, well, so to go to the opposite extreme of breast milk cheese which comes from us um <laughs> the other scary cheese that I, I just occurred to me before the show is that vegan cheese um the i don't think vegan cheese i mean like i don't think that it should be allowed to be called cheese no definitely not that's i mean that's i think that should be illegal to say that that's cheese it's <laughs> like fermented walnut paste <laughs> Which is, you know, maybe valuable to digestion in some way, but it's <laughs> definitely scary and it's definitely not cheese. Not cheese. No. Definitely not cheese. And speaking of not cheese, you had mentioned American cheese. I did. Of what's, um, you know, let's talk about the bad gross cheese that, I mean, I'm sure we've all eaten it many times in our childhood. Um, and I pulled up the ingredient list here on my uh trusty iphone um <laughs> the oracle yeah which probably is gonna die any minute uh so the ingredients <laughs> it's a long list so i'm gonna it's yeah it's it's not that it's actually not that long like i i assumed that um there would be like you know dye number whatever um so it's whey milk fat milk protein concentrate whey protein concentrate and salt but when some of these or other substitutes are used, it does not meet the legal definition of cheese and must be labeled as cheese analog, cheese product, processed cheese, or similar. So I don't really... Cheese analog? Cheese analog. That's like... Po- <laughs> that's postmodern. That's postmodern cheese, if there ever was. That's that's amazing. So craft cheese. Craft cheese. American cheese, not cheese. Started it off as sort of being cheese, but then it's kind of evolved into this other thing. Like, it's like plastic that melts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of good on a burger every once in a while. No, it's, uh, yeah, I still eat it. You yeah. Know, you get a deli sandwich, put some put some white American cheese in there. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, actually, so I was pulling weird things up on the internet the other day, and I found, since we're talking about Kraft, um, Kraft it says Kraft Macaroni anti-intestinal worm cheese what yeah <laughs> insane it says craft foods is teaming up with pesticide maker tyratech to create a food that will also kill intestinal worms craft has not said what type of food is being created but that it will aim to sell the food in rural areas of asia africa and south america all of these locations have significant problems with intestinal worms particularly in children um so yeah it's so the food whatever it may be they don't say it's cheese. <laughs> will will contain deworming chemicals from Tyratech, who currently make safe pesticides Why from don't plant they just oils. give them a deworming pill? Yeah. Why do you have to put it in the food? It can't, well, hey, you know, craft uh, macaroni and anti-worming <laughs> They're cheese. crafty. Yeah. They, they are crafty with a K. <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty scary. That's, that's terrifying. Yeah, cheese as vehicle for... Um, what else are they hiding in there? I mean, that just goes to show you, like, what what are they really hiding in food? Yeah. You know, yeah. what's what are they putting in there that we don't know? That we don't know, that we don't want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Um, that's, I mean, those are some scary cheeses. Um, I think, actually, we're up for a short break. And when we come back, 
We can get into the creepy crawlies category, airport mishaps, and we're going to have a, a live story. Stick with us on Cutting the Curve. Cutting the curd. Some uh, supernatural force cut our scary music off um, during the Ooh, break time. Yeah. There's a ghost in here. <laughs> <laughs> I just see a wild boar head on the wall. But maybe Who knows? Who knows too? what happened in this uh, refurbished, uh, what in, is it, a shipping this container? container? Absolutely. Um, all right. So we have a couple people actually who are going to come tell some stories, some scary cheese stories on the radio, which I'm super excited about. Um, but before we get to the stories, we're going to talk about our creepy crawly categories. Yeah, this one's creepy. <clears throat> yeah, creepy crawlies <laughs> for 400, Alex. Um, the answer is. Yeah. <laughs> what are cheese mites? Um, cheese mites are definitely creepy crawlies. Yeah. Um, they're actually, I have a picture of them here. They're they're pretty terrifying looking when they uh, uh, magnify them to this degree. And they look like dust. They look like dust, yeah, When to the human eye. Um, and what they do is cheese mites actually live on the rinds of cheeses. And um, they eat the rind, and they kind of help to ripen the cheese. Um, but they are definitely alive. I, um, yeah, no, I remember we were up at um, uh, Jasper Hill, and he was showing us the... Cabot cloth-bound cheddar, and I was, you know, he, um, he, as in um, uh, Mateo, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was just, it kind of blew my mind because I'm like, oh, it's like so dusty in here, and everything's like covered in this like yellow, orangish dust, dust. Um, and then he went on to explain that it's all mites, and he, you know, ran his finger along an edge of the shelf, um, and then you just sat there and watched them, and they all just kind of came back together. It was really creepy. It kind of made you itch a little bit because you're like, oh, there's so many of them. <laughs> They're in the air. <laughs> See, that's the difference between Americans and French people, though, because Americans call them cheese mites and they're seen as like, you know, kind of, yeah, scary, creepy crawlies. And the French call them les petites amies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love the French. Yeah. <laughs> and so my only other creepy crawly story, which actually could probably fall into the scary cheese category, is um, that infamous Sicilian cheese called Kazumarzu, which is a pecorino that's made in Sardin. Oh, I said Sicilian. It's from Sardinia. Um, it's a Sardinian pecorino cheese made from sheep's milk um, that they age in a cave and then they lob the top off the wheel and put it back in the cave for three weeks or so. And during that time, flies fly in and out of the building. They lay their eggs in the cheese. They wait for the larvae to hatch, and then the maggots start to eat the cheese, and then they decide 
It's time. Hey, like it's <laughs> the time t- to eat. <laughs> it's the Kazumarzu. Um, yes. The, when you told me that story a few minutes ago, I gagged. <laughs> yeah. This, they so eat I've, the maggots and the cheese. They eat the maggots and the cheese. They just scoop it all out of the cheese wheel and um, they smear it on bread. And it is an absolute delicacy for them. Um, so we've now, got some guests. We have some guests, which I'm super excited about. Um, and we're going to tell some scary cheese stories. Um, our first cheese story is going to come from, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hey, I'm Amy Kenyon uh, from Farm Cat Skills up in Delaware County. We love Delaware County. Yeah. Yeah. We were up there um, for the Watershed Agriculture Council meeting um, uh, last uh, last spring. Okay. So, so you know Challie Comer. Challie Comer. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. And the folks um, at uh, Tanja's Farm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's a lot of great dairy going on up there. Cool. So, your your scary cheese story for this Halloween. Wow, I'm not sure how scary it is. Leah and I were just uh It's kind of scary. And yeah. uh <laughs> and uh talking about cheese and dairy farms and how uh we want to save dairy farms up in the Catskill region cuz that's what's produced there. So, uh we were talking about how much cat how much milk every cow makes, which is like, you know, enough to make you you would know better than I, but probably like fifteen hundred pounds of cheese a year at least. I've heard I've heard forty to fifty pounds a day, which is like of between yeah, yeah, yeah four and six gallons maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so cows make a ton of milk. Tons. And, uh, yeah. So if you did the math and how many cows are in even just Delaware County where I'm from, we were figuring that uh, people would have to eat if it went into let's say pizza cheese because we were eating pizza people would probably have to eat pizza every single day to make to eat all the cheese that would come out of delaware county we thought that was really scary so that's scary <laughs> but like good yeah in a scary. good way it's good scary we have a big, a big challenge ahead of us there's, we all, there's no eat. problem of hunger then i mean if you can make cheese we don't have to go hungry yeah <laughs> can have a pizza eating contest here at roberta's for yes. next How Halloween, yeah, 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 yeah. How much to rival the Nathan's hot dog eating. Yeah, we'll have to I'll judge. Like a special. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to throw down. No, I don't think I can. <laughs> oh, that's too much cheese. Like a cheese eating contest. Yeah. Mm, well, maybe by next Halloween we could have like the Catskills pizza cheese to have as part of our mm. cheese eating contest. That would be incredible. Yeah. yeah the, nice. the real scary thing is right now how much milk is um, being diverted to sources that you know are you know are not local in any respect. Yeah, Those absolutely. people are selling their milk, and it's probably being separated into five different parts and. One part's being sold to India, one part's being sold to New Zealand, yeah. and one part's being sold to Kraft Foods, and, you know, that's that's truly scary. Yeah, so, my brother's a dairy farmer, and it goes on the truck, and he doesn't see it again, and, and you know, he can just sort of only take it And so they're far. not making money. No, they're losing right? money. They're losing money. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, really. The, that's the scary part, also. Yeah. That's definitely very scary, yeah, when you think about what happens. the With dairy farms, they're very land extensive, you know, your typical small farm, family farm will use maybe four or 500 acres. So when that farm goes out of business, that has a huge impact. So yeah, that is a scary story. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, but hopeful. Yeah. Pizza cheese. I like in the Catskills. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be good. It'd be a good event to, to bring some awareness to the, to our local milk and um, how to, you know, get people more involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. So stay tuned. We're going to follow up with that for sure on the <laughs> show and, and figure out how to make that scary story a more hopeful story. So you um, want to hear my scary cheese story? Yes, I do. So there's this beautiful, 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 sexy female poodle. <laughs> and uh, 
she, you know, this is all stuff we've extrapolated because, of course, you know, we don't know what dogs are saying. But she was, <laughs> and she was interviewing three male dogs um, to, uh, you know, kind of court her. And she was like, I want you to court me by, you know, whatever you're going to do with this piece of raw milk cheese right here. Um, you know, I want you to use cheese in the, the thing. And, and this is how it, you're going to know why it's scary now. Is uh, there was uh, just a regular, like, um, you know, the golden retriever. Golden retriever. Yeah. And he went and he licked the cheese. And so, in a weird way, he was saying, I like the cheese. Uh huh. She's like, next. <laughs> next came a pit bull. And he turned his head. Kind of. Um, no, you know, you just knew he didn't like it. He was like, I don't like cheese. Yeah. Oh, like, out of Next. there. This is where it gets scary. So the third one was a chihuahua and it was hideous. It would <laughs> had boils and bunions and, and it was just the ugliest chihuahua of all time. I mean, you could like turn faces to stone and he was the last one left. So he's like, leave her alone. She's mine. <laughs> Really? Oh, well, thank goodness the Chihuahua had boils and not the cheese, because <laughs> <laughs> we've seen that too. <laughs> oh man, those are those are good. Those are really scary cheese stories. Um, well, since this is you know um, sort of we, we've decided to do today's show in sort of a Jeopardy fashion because Patrick and I were watching Jeopardy the other night. Um, so the category we haven't gotten to yet is um, FedEx slash airport mishaps. And, you know, maybe you guys can contribute on that front. Um, have you brought cheese in from out of the country? And Have you guys ever smuggled cheese and had, like, a horrifying story? Stink up the cabin. The I, most ter- I actually remember the story I have, um, and it's actually some cheese I bought from you. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it was the Landoff cheese, which I, uh, in the springtime, was doing a, an asparagus dish mm-hmm. at the restaurant with some shaved Landoff on it, um, which was really good. Uh, and I was actually doing uh, going to a friend's party, like a potluck, and I was like, oh, I'll just make this dish. And I was on the train, uh, and I s- wrapped it, the, the container in foil, but I, I don't think I wrapped it properly. Um, and every once in a while, like if I'd move the cheese, you know, like they would get a whiff of this asparagus and cheese, mm-hmm. um, which you might think smells good. But it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) People got up and moved away from me (laughs) because it smelled like I pooped my pants. (laughs) And I was just like trying to be like, it's just the cheese. (laughs) And they were all like looking at me strangely. Um, Like that girl is is having having a bad day. I see. I try to sell that to people as a strategy for rush hour. I'm like, all you have to do is buy a piece of this Grayson, and you will have the entire subway seat to yourself. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, the the whole half of the car that you're in. <laughs> well, the worst cheese um, transport mishap that I heard about um, was I, and I think. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering this story, but I'm pretty sure it was Woodcock Farm in Vermont. Um, they were bringing cheese to um, the first, their first appearance at the Slow Food Cheese Festival in, in Italy. Um, and this was probably over 10 years ago. Um, but they were, you know, not allowed by the Italian government to ship the cheese in any kind of a legitimate way. So they had no choice but to just bootleg it, you know, put it in their suitcase and, and schlep it over there and hope for the best. 
And um, and the suitcases were lost by Alitalia, <laughs> which, you know, means that they were really lost. <laughs> and when they finally got their suitcases back, more than a week had passed. <laughs> and this oh. poor woman, her suitcase was basically a sea of, of cheese and, and, and clothing that... Cheese melted. I mean, it can't be... Uh, it wasn't together, right? They were They were... Oh, no. Well, they were together. The cheese and the clothing had become oh, really? one by the time she got the suitcase back. But, um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty bad one. Uh, also, Grayson is a cheese that we get from Virginia that is pretty stinky. And it comes with a uh, with a label on the top of the box that says, This box contains cheese, which can sometimes emit a pungent odor. Please do not discard without proper authorization. (laughs) Which I think is very, you know, prudent of the cheesemaker to do that because they probably lost a lot of They probably learned their lesson. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You you see the FedEx guy be like, what what is this smell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, get this out of the truck. Actually, another advantage, you know, now the FedEx guy knows me. He knows that my packages smell, you know. bad and so i'm the first on his delivery route now because he <laughs> Very just wants good. to get rid of them yeah um, anytime he smells uh, cheese he'll always think of you yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing we make him sandwiches every once in a while to try and get on his good side <laughs> um well i have two more random uh cheese stories um one is uh movies involving cheese and um, Patrick and I were recounting what movies, you know, have have ridiculous cheese stories. And the the one that we came up with was um, Kingpin, <laughs> <clears throat> which was uh, starring Woody Harrelson, where he goes to stay with an Amish family for some time. And who was played by uh, Randy Quaid was the head Amish guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I could not live without that information. That, that information He's is a very funny guy. <laughs> as is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> that is true. So so Woody Harrelson goes out and his job is to milk the cows. And um, you know, so he comes back like, you know, quite some time later, looking very fatigued and uh, <laughs> with all this like milk hanging off of his beard and all that. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, wow, you know, geez, that, that really took a while. But um, after a while, I finally uh, managed to get some milk out of that thing. And um, and turned out that he had milked the bull <laughs> and not the cow. <laughs> and then drank the milk. Yeah, and then decided to drink it. So that was uh, terrifying. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then uh, just to smooth things over, yeah, <laughs> th- thumbs down from the audience. <laughs> Um, to smooth things over at the end of this, uh, at the end of the show, um, th- my last terrifying cheese story is the story of the oldest cheese I think that's on record, um, and that is a Lithuanian cheese that is 117 years old. And um, if you Google <laughs> Lithuanian oldest cheese, as we did before the show started, <laughs> you can be linked to a New Yorker article about this cheese. And um, apparently it was gifted to this man. Uh, his name was Charles Weinman uh, in 1893 as a going away present when he emigrated from Lithuania to Johannesburg. And um, it became this family heirloom that he passed down to his kids and they passed down to their kids and so on and so forth. And they kept this cheese in a, in a you know, wrapped up in foil. And they would, you know, on occasion show the cheese, you know, to the next generation. Uh, and they just, and they never ate it. And so now the cheese resides here in Brooklyn with, an, Is it really? with a descendant. Yep. Is it a raw milk? 
I'm assuming so. Yeah. I think, yeah. 18, yeah. 1893, pasteurization was... Yeah. Non-existent? Yeah, non-existent. Maybe. So. Wow. It's here in Brooklyn. It's here in Brooklyn somewhere. Maybe we can track down that scary cheese yeah, and get that'd it in the be, studio. That would be an interesting uh, uh, show for you to do, bring them in the studio. I wonder how they got it to the States. I mean, because that probably smelled pretty bad, too. It's true. Yeah, I mean. But they had trunks back in those days. You just put it in the trunk close it up how long has it been in the states mm, that's a good question i gotta read the whole article <laughs> <laughs> wow. um but if anybody has information on that oldest lithuanian cheese please you know email us or, or call us you got the castle i got the cheese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who wins on that one i don't know <laughs> uh, well yeah that's a that's a tough question <laughs> Well, thank you everybody for your your terrifying cheese stories, and um, thanks Shauna for coming to. Yeah, I always to have fun here. Tell uh, tell our scary cheese story on air, and uh, stick with us next week for another milk curdling episode of Cutting the Curd. <laughs>